0: listening to the Daily Roundup here as part of the Reality Steve podcast. I'm your host, Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in. Good show for you today. We got some stuff to go over in Bachelor Nation World, podcast news with other podcasts in the franchise, one that took place already, one that's coming today. I've got your teases for some of the things that have happened on The Bachelor this season. I've only told you about one thing so far. I've got some more teases uh, to give you today. Plus, we're going to talk a little Survivor Challenge and maybe some sports. But we'll get to that momentarily. This podcast is brought to you by Dame Products, including their new Dip Vibrator. Whether Dip is your first vibrator or the toy that helps you rediscover what feels good for you, it's designed to be unintimidating and to encourage pleasure exploration without shame. So go to dameproducts.com and type in promo code Steve. For 15% off your first order. That's dameproducts.com. Promo code REALITYSTEVE. Take 15% off your first order. All right, before we get started, a couple things I want to talk about here. Number one, today's podcast, the Thursday podcast, is number 309, and we're going old school. Elizabeth Brown. At the time that she was on the show, she was Elizabeth Kitt. She was on Jake Pavelka's season of The Bachelor. She was on the very first season of Bachelor Pad. We go over all of that. But then she ended up marrying someone from the franchise, Ty Brown from Ali Fetatowski's season. So we talk about that. Maybe you know, maybe you don't. They have since gotten divorced. But they have uh, a cute little four-and-a-half-year-old girl named Blakely. She talks about Blakely. She talks about her IVF struggles, which you may have heard in the teaser um, that uh, I put out there. So very good conversation. Love talking to the old-school players. And uh, Elizabeth Brown is the guest today on podcast number 309, which should be up in about a couple hours from now, maybe about uh, 9.45 a.m. Eastern time. The other thing I want to go over is, once again, I'm a dumbass. So yesterday, <laughs> so yesterday I correct myself from something I said in Tuesday's podcast. You remember what I said yesterday, which was, hey, on Tuesday's podcast, when I was talking about Michael's ex-Laura, I called, I just said it again, I called Laura Michael's ex-wife. But when I told the story, and, and that was wrong, it's, it's late wife. But when I told the story yesterday, I was talking about reminding people about how it even came up, which was because Danielle and Michael both have tragic pasts. And I said, you know, Danielle, you know, her ex-husband died of a drug overdose. And I called her, I called her late husband, ex. I mean, I just can't get out of my own way here. Like someone just tie my tongue, please. So again, Obviously, no malicious intent there. I did not mean to call their late spouses exes, but going forward, I'm just never going to talk about, how about I just never talk about Danielle's late husband or Michael's late wife ever again, because I'm probably going to screw it up and and call it an ex. But uh, my apologies again uh, for screwing up there. All right. I want to talk about the podcast that came out yesterday, Bachelor Happy Hour. With Becca Kufrin and Michelle Johnson. Is it Michelle Johnson? Why am I forgetting her last name? Please don't tell me I just screwed up Michelle's last name. Isn't it Johnson? No. It's not Michelle Johnson. What the hell is her name? How do I not know? Oh, Michelle Young. Good God. I'm losing it. I'm seriously losing it. What the hell is wrong with me? Michelle Young they host bachelor happy hour and something interesting came out yesterday. Something you maybe wouldn't expect, but I had to listen to it because I wanted to get the exact quote. And I have most of it here because she, the main point was that Becca was talking to Michelle about, you know, the couples down on the beach, they're recapping bachelor in paradise. And Michelle said, look, I love Brandon and serene. It's a couple that I think is going to the end and get engaged. They're a real couple. But then she also chimed in. She wanted to preface this by saying, it's hard to watch knowing things I have heard when I was in a relationship of the depths of this. Let's be honest. Let's tell the real genuine story. So basically what she said was when she was with Nate, she obviously she didn't go into detail, but. By what she just said the quotes i just read you nate in case you didn't follow on social media you know became friends with brandon they hung out numerous times so i'm guessing nate was very well aware that brandon and serene were in communication clearly and for michelle to come out and say that And look, there's no bitterness there. She's not saying like, oh, I'm jealous of Brandon because now he's with Serene and he was my final two guy. And now that I'm single, I could be with him. No, she made that perfectly clear. It has nothing to do with her wanting to be with Brandon. All she said was, look, when I was in a relationship and I knew more things and I was with somebody who was friends with Brandon, I'm very well aware of uh, the depths of Brandon and Serene pre-show. But she didn't go into details. Look, I think we all knew that they had some sort of contact, but the fact that they immediately went to each other, Brandon is head over heels for her. Literally two minutes into the show, hell, his opening intro is him digging for a ring box and opening up a ring box with a with a ring in it. It's like, it's like it was almost pre planned that he was definitely going to propose at the end of this thing. Because why would that be part of your intro package? Anyway, um, so I thought that was interesting. That Michelle said that, and it just kind of goes to, because while they did address that they had some sort of contact they had never met, judging by what Michelle said on that podcast, it's clear that Brennan and Serene were in way deeper than they want anyone to believe before they got to the beach, and Michelle basically just exposed it, and not in a negative way because we all know Brandon and Serene get engaged at the end of this thing and they're still together to this day. But it is interesting to hear that from somebody that's like, yeah, I mean, that's just, let's be honest here. Let's let's tell the real story. And it sounds like it was way deeper. Look, I thought, and I had heard just that they had been in touch, which no different than plenty of other people on that beach. But the way Michelle put it sounds like it was more of, She didn't say, like, I know they met up. I know they've hooked up. I know they saw each other. She didn't say any of that. All she said was, it was hard to watch, knowing things I've heard, when I was in the relationship of the depths of that relationship, talking about Brandon and Serene. So thought that was very uh, interesting. And speaking of podcasts, coming today, although I clearly am going to... Is there a way to listen to the podcast where you don't have to listen to the host? I mean, hell, maybe maybe some of you say that about me, but I'll certainly say that about Nick. And he's having Tino on the podcast today. It's going to be a topic for everybody. Whether or not I listen to it, I don't know. As long as Us Weekly puts up one of their recaps where it says, you know, they break down all the things that they learned by listening to the podcast, I'll let them do my homework for me. Because they will take direct quotes, and that's what I need to hear. Um, so we'll see. I, I'm definitely going to talk about it tomorrow. It'll probably be most of tomorrow's daily roundup is covering what Tino says in that podcast. And, you know, you hope he doesn't throw a bunch of shade at Rachel because then it's going to be like, okay, Rachel, now it's your turn to address what Tino said about you. And I'm and, and you can say, well, Steve, this is Tino's response to what Rachel said about him When she went on the, what was it? Chicks in the office podcast. So it's like, okay. But if he says something that's remotely shady, you don't think Rachel's going to have a response. Of course she will. I don't know if that means she's going to go do another podcast, but it certainly means she'll address it. She'll put something in her stories. She'll do a TikTok. She's going to respond. And. You just I don't know. I don't know where Tino's coming from with before I hear this. I it could just be taking all responsibility and putting all on him and I don't want to say a bad thing about Rachel. She was great. I was the one that screwed up. Let's move on, Nick. But something tells me that's not what we're getting. Nick's put not, Nick is not putting Tino on for Tino to take full responsibility for every single thing he did because Nick hates Rachel and he trashed her all season. So he's not going to want to be the one to be like, whoa, wait a second, Tino. Rachel wasn't that bad? I was being a complete jackass all season? No way. He's not going to do that. So I just, uh, I hope that Tino's at least respectable and doesn't embarrass himself. But it's already been recorded, so, <laughs> you know, I don't know. But we'll we'll hear it today. All right, got some Bachelor news for you. Yesterday I tweeted out that I had gotten a tip in regards to a Zach sighting over in Europe after they left London, which was episode five. So episode six, which I believe begins filming either today or tomorrow, I had a tip of where they he was seen. So it's like, okay, so I followed up on the tip. I'm waiting for the confirmation. I got the confirmation I needed. And I will tell you about that in the open of the podcast coming in a couple hours. But to hold you over, I'm going to give you some Bachelor teases about this season. And like I said, um, when it comes to teases for this season, I'm not giving names. I'm just giving you some things about Zach's season that you don't know yet. Basically, you know nothing about this season outside of the Tazwan appearing at the after party of the first group date of the season, trying to make it on as a contestant, and she doesn't. That's all you really know. Um, you don't know any of the limo entrances, you don't know the eliminations first night, my first row ceremony, second row ceremony, third row ceremony, fourth row ceremony in, in the Bahamas. You don't know any of the dates or who was on any of the dates. I've got all of that. And you'll get that once we get to Final Four. But to hold you over, I will give you some of the things to look for this season. Number one, on the very first night of the season, you're gonna see something that we have not seen in I don't know exactly how many seasons it is, but I guess at least 15, maybe even 20. Something that happens uh, night one of this show, I don't think we've seen in 15 or 20 seasons. So look for that. And like I said, you will have all these answers within two weeks. I know everyone's impatient and has to know everything right now. Right now, Steve, tell us everything. And it's just like, you can wait. You know why you can wait? Because no one else is posting this. <laughs> If I wanted to be like the first person out there to get it out there and break to everybody, I would have broken this already. But nobody's out there doing any of this. So, yeah, I can hold on to it because I want to put it all in one place for you guys. Like I didn't for Paradise and it was all over the place. And you're like, Steve, your Paradise spoilers are all over the place. Where do I find it? And it's like, okay, fair enough. So now I just want to put it all in one place. But nobody else has any of this stuff, so it's not like I'm you know battling to put it out first. I'm going to be first. Nobody else has this at all. Now, first night stuff, like I said, it's been about 15 about fifteen to 20 seasons. Um, let's see, what else? We do certainly have some self-eliminations early, early in the season. We do have a... We do have a night one elimination before the rose ceremony. That happens. We have a we have the so, you know, one one on one date in in, in, the, in episode number two, you get two group dates and a one on one. Obviously, the first group date was the one I told you about where Courtney Robertson and Victoria Fuller and Tajwan are the quote unquote judges uh, and Lotto, the female rapper, is the host of the date. And then there's a one-on-one that week, and then the other group date is the puppet show one that I that I told you about, and I read you some of those things that some of the women do on the puppet show date. I can tell you that, and then in, and then in episode number three, there's two one-on-ones and a group date. So there's also something that happens in the first three episodes that I want to say... Again, has not happened for a good 10 to 15 episodes, episodes, 10 to 15 seasons in regards to the cast. So there's that. Uh, There are two one-on-ones in episode three. As you know, one of them you've seen the uh, video of that I put out on Twitter. It is with Ali Jacobs. They were at the uh, Babcock Winery and Vineyards in Santa Barbara. One thing I did found out, Uh, Find out about that before they got to the vineyards or how they got to the vineyards. They went skydiving. They were literally thrown out of a plane to land. I don't know if they landed in the vineyard, but they landed in Santa Barbara by skydiving. So that should be fun. There is an episode uh, there in one of the rose ceremonies early on. There's a rose ceremony where only one person goes home. So that's rather new because it's early, and when you're talking about early, usually you know two, three, four people go home at a rose ceremony. Well, we only have a we have a rose ceremony where only one goes home early on. Why is that? You'll see. Um, a few of the intros that I heard about, um, oh, you know, the, um, you know, the TikTok trend with the tortilla slapping across the face. Someone does that as their intro. There is somebody that does something, uh, in regards to their name. There is somebody that brings a pig on a leash. Why? I have no idea about that. I just know someone brought a pig on a leash. There is someone who What was the other one? Um Those are the ones that stuck out to me that I that I know of. And then I'd say that's a that's about what I can give you right now. Like I said, you'll have all your answers to this in a couple weeks once we get to the Final Four. But certainly a lot of interesting things are going on uh, with the show. Um, keep in mind the five women that he did meet on the After the Final Rose. It was uh, who the, the, the woman that won the public's First Impression Rose, Brianna. There was Davia. There was Christina, there was Bailey, and there was Brooklyn. So the three Bs, Bailey, Brooklyn, Brianna, and then Christina and Davia. So just remember those names, I'd say. And there's a reason why I say remember those names. So there you go. That's what I'll give you, and then when um, the next podcast comes out in a couple hours, I will have your. I will give you your location uh, where they're headed after London. Like I said, episode four was Bahamas, episode five was London, and episode six they are headed somewhere, and I'll tell you that in a couple hours. As for the challenge last night, and Survivor, Survivor pulled another, <laughs> making you think someone's going to go home, and pulling the old bait-and-switch on you. Good episode, but something we've seen numerous times before. The challenge is, again, it's such a good show, and it's so entertaining, and like him or hate him, Johnny Bananas is good television. He is. He's good television. But with so many rookies on this season, and the way they're talking about Nani and finding out that Nani lost her mother... Since the last time she played and Johnny saying, I'm, I'm here to get Nani her first title and them coming in and just winning the first challenge already. It's like, I mean, look, I don't want to say editing gives stuff away and I don't know the spoilers to this season, but it certainly is seeming like bananas and Nani win this thing. I mean, he's giddy in every interview he does. (laughs) And, you know, he was doing it. You know, the last time he was on the show, he was doing interviews and lives right after the show as well, every episode. And I'm like, I don't think Johnny would be putting himself out there that much if he got to the finals and lost. And sure enough, he ended up winning. And here he is. He's got his own podcast now, Death, Taxes, and Bananas, you can listen to. It's a good podcast. And,. I'll listen to it when he has a guest on that I want to hear. And I just, it's seemingly just setting up for him and Nani to win. Nobody, none of the rookies, as much as they talk game, I don't think any of them are going to have the balls to put Bananas and Nani in the zone. Is that what it's called again? The zone, the circle? I've already forgotten. I think it's the zone. Or no, the arena? Shit, I don't. <laughs> Zone, it's not the circle. No, that's a reality show. It's either the zone or the arena. And I just don't think anyone's going to put him in. And he's going to, TJ hasn't given his, hey, you have to win in the arena or zone to get to my final. He hadn't even said that this year. So you technically could go all season long and just get to the final with not having ever won in the arena. So I, I just, it just seems like this is all right there for the taking. You watch the previews. Clearly, they're in them. <laughs> but it'll it's still, if they end up winning, you you want to see who are they competing against? Did anyone turn on them at some point? Did they turn on somebody? I, you know, we, we we shall see. But to to watch them come in and and the very first daily challenge win it, I'm like, oh gosh, this is here we go. Bananas and Nani are probably gonna win three or four Daily Challenges throughout the course of this season now. I I can't imagine this is the only one they do win, but, I mean, there are some people on on this season. I talk about, I don't think Fessy got one bit of camera time last night outside of competing in the Daily Challenge. I don't remember him doing an ITM. I don't remember Tommy and Annalise from Big Brother doing an ITM. I don't even think Tommy and Annalise have done any ITMs outside of introducing who they were in the first episode. Like, they, I, I get it. Banana and Danani's are, are, are people that are competitors that the audience wants to see. I get it. But some people are just getting no screen time whatsoever. It'd be great if Bachelor Data did a study on that show and did a screen time breakdown on that show because there'd be so many people who got nil last night. Anyway... Thank you all for tuning in. Like I said, coming up in a couple hours in the open of podcast number 309, I'll tell you uh, the location. I'm also going to put what I said into a column for those that uh, just want to be able to go back to it and read it, even though I didn't give you any names or didn't give you any sort of like spoiler spoiler, I gave you like a formatting spoilers of, you know, what to expect, some of the things to expect this season that'll, like I said, be up in a couple hours podcast number 309 with elizabeth brown so look for that thank you all for tuning in to the daily roundup tomorrow i'm guessing most of the daily roundup will cover what tino says on nick's podcast today so look for that all right thank you very much for tuning in really appreciate it and i will talk to you tomorrow see you